Hello, my friends. Welcome to Mavs Party? Question mark. Uh, Dallas traded in to the uh, second round for the 37th overall pick with the Sacramento Kings uh, in exchange for two future second round picks to draft someone named Jaden Hardy. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a damn thing about this player. I know that uh, Tim McMahon uh, said that the Mavericks had him as 19th on their board which the first thing that came into my brain was, well, they had Josh Green at 18th on their board, but that was a different front office, and I'm trying not to be mean. Um, <laughs> oh, man. He's a young, young man, and that's really exciting. He's a, like a, a truly a young player, um, 19 years old. I think he spent time in the G League. Um, I, I'm looking forward to your takes because I literally know nothing. I uh, I spent the evening watching We Built This City. Uh, no, We Own This City. Whichever. The HBO show, the, the one about Baltimore, the incredible, like, kind of scary one. Um, and mainly followed on the draft. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk some shop here. Coming up first with my buddy Christian. Hey, friend. What's going on? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Eh, you know, I'm not bored, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I just – the. Though I guess I'll start with my pessimism first. Uh, I I just don't necessarily understand why we traded two seconds when the Lakers got the 35th pick for a second and cash. Um, mm. So that that didn't make as much uh, sense to me. But you know I I try to listen to much smarter people than myself about the draft and uh, my guy Mavs draft. Wasn't too high on him. Um, yep. The the one thing is though that he did mention and others had mentioned is if he took the Shaden Sharp route, is he would have for sure been a lottery pick. So at the end of the, it's not like he, you know, was awful uh, in college. Like he was at least like if if we're trying to rationalize it, the number two pit uh, recruit coming out. And he played professionally in the G League and, you know, had uh, was poor numbers wise and efficiency. Uh, But the thing I'm excited about is it's something to look forward to for uh, Summer League. And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's someone with upside and, uh, you know, he he has talent. It just seems like with shot selection and other things really needs to improve. And we might need him to be better sooner than later if we lose Brunson. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like over the moon. I'm not, you know, super sad or anything, but I'm excited. Sure. And now I'm excited for summer league. So, well, um, and I think we have to, you know, Ethan just commented on this in the chat where in the sense of, we knew about the draft day trade for Christian Wood a week ago. So had that happened tonight, we would all be losing our fucking minds the same way we did a week ago. So it's like, if you're thinking about the fact that they traded uh, some flotsam, their 26 pick and two future second round picks for Christian Wood uh, roster slots and Jaden Hardy, are you mad? And the answer to that question is absolutely not. Um, and, and, you know, uh, uh, Wraith asks in the chat, why, why is there no official announcement on Woods deal yet? I think that's because it's an, ex- like the, there's an opportunity for it to expand. Now, what that means is a variety of things, uh, where, you know, there was, um, Kenyon Martin Jr. asked to be traded more or less. I mean, there's like the Rockets are looking to get creative. And so, I, I think that you you more or less assume that this is a as as it was reported last week it's a done deal with and you really probably don't want to expect anything else coming to the Mavericks in in the short term but yeah I mean I, I I walk away from this and like all I really want most nights most big NBA nights and this is short term thinking is to be involved and the Mavericks were involved only we found out about it last week so it's like I, I find myself more or less very pleased. Yeah, I I agree. And and that's what I was almost wishing that it actually just happened cuz then we have had this week to be like, "Oh, who are the Mavs going to draft at 26?" And then when it happened tonight, we've been like, "Woo!" Mm-hmm. But uh you know, the one thing I'd say is uh 
you know, this will be a last thing I'll let others get up. But uh, I was a big fan of Wendell Moore. And I don't know what uh, Shams and Woj were on tonight with the reporting of some of these trades. But Shams ended up reporting. It was like, oh, Dallas gets back 26 and drafts Wendell Moore. Yeah, that was terrible. Tonight tonight was one of the worst nights I've seen between Shams. Like, Shams was atrocious. And and it was yeah it's just yeah no no thank you <laughs> yeah I was gonna be so excited and I was so dis we were all talking in the uh, Scott so CBA maps and you know several others of us were talking I was like so excited and then when they sent the screenshot of the deleted tweet I was you know not too thrilled but you know all in all a good night um you know I'll let others get up and speak and hope to see you at summer league you take care yes. of Sure thing, buddy. Talk soon. Really, really, it's a very, like, selfish point, but to have something interesting to pay attention to at Summer League is, is I'm, I'm delighted about that respect of it. Um, Grayson, what's up, buddy? One more time with the mute button. There hey, we go. Um, I have some, um, I, I, I'm not really super concerned that they trade two second round picks. I'm surprised. Um, that Hardy fell as far as he did. And I think it's a pretty low risk move that could turn out all right for them. And like Christian said, it is Jalen Brunson insurance, even though I don't think Brunson's going anywhere. Although the Knicks seem to disagree. I mean, how much do we want to get into this? I'm happy to talk about this entirely because it seems like, and granted, all we can do is, is, is guess. But with what the New York Knicks clear are clearing space for Brunson to offer him a true four four year full max, which is roughly like thirty point thirty point five million dollars a year. So it's like just over like one twenty two four year something like that. CBA Mav says that it doesn't really matter, but it like it's crazy because you know I've got a lot of people who are in my mentions talking about this. I've been talking about this for a couple of days now. What the Mavericks pay Jalen Brunson, I just, I don't know how to express it to people more clearly. I don't care. I don't care. I And and why I say that is because I don't think people understand this. We are in the salary tax right now. Right now. Or if we're not, we're going to be in it with like a veteran minimum signing. I can't remember like the specifics, but like we're very close to it. So signing anyone, even for like the taxpayer mid-level exception, we're in the tax because it's the taxpayer mid-level exception. And so I'm very confused by this. It's like, oh, well, it's not going to be, I don't know. If I'm trying to understand the rationale because it's like the Mavericks either re-signed Jalen Brunson or they don't have anyone like, there's not a replacement player. Sign and trade is not happening. It's not happening. So it's like there's this very weird deal where it's, oh, well, is this guy Jalen Brunson? You know, is Jaden Hardy Jalen Brunson insurance? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, like it, it, it becomes a very quick issue, which thank goodness it's going to be resolved within a week. Either he's going to be a New York Nick or he's going to be a Dallas Maverick. Like those are the two options. And it's really strange. I, I just, the whole conversation makes me uncomfortable because I think a fair segment of our fan base doesn't seem to grasp the fact that this is not an over-the-cap discussion. This is a salary tax discussion where we will live for the next several years. When you pay Luka Doncic as much as you're paying, kind of by default, you're paying everyone else and you're in the tax. Like I'm rambling at this point, but like it's just it's a very frustrating conversation. Because I think Mark Cuban kind of inadvertently back to like the amnesty that discussion with Kobe Bryant reframed this in a manner of, oh, we should care how much the Mavericks are paying. We should care if it impacts flexibility. But salary cap space has never once helped the Mavericks. We're never going to have salary cap space while we have Luka Doncic ever again. I mean, it seems like Dolan has something against Cuban at this point. I mean, I can I'm so tired of the Knicks, man. Like, can we just abolish the well, Knicks? Well, I mean, if they fuck this uh, up, this is like like they're gonna they're gonna raise that stadium to the ground if they don't end up with Brunson, as they should, because they, they basically traded away a lottery pick for space. And guess what, Kirk? They're they're not getting Brunson. We can offer him more years and more sure. money and he wants to stay here. So like 
the Knicks are essentially, I guess, going into a rebuild. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of the Knicks, man. Like every time that the Mavericks and the Knicks interact, I get irritated. So like, let's just, let's just stop. Yeah, let's just stop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very wild, and it, it's, it's. I'm glad you brought it up because I think we kind of have to have the discussion. But you know, you know, you, you noted, okay, like here's, here's, here's the thing. Grayson, and this is important for everybody. There is a lot of information flooding the zone about Brunson. A lot. You have Jake Fisher reporting on a on his hilariously named "Please Don't Aggregate Me" podcast that Brunson is telling his teammates this is a done deal. I have heard some interesting numbers that the Mavericks have a walk away number for for Brunson, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, are you walking like off a cliff into the void? And then I've heard it's just like there's some wild stuff out there, and I just like we're just gonna have to wait a week is the answer. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about the Knicks that comforts me is when was the last time they got a free agent that they Boom. were targeting? Which I mean, it's just I can't imagine. Like I really like Brunson, I really like Brunson, and, but I cannot imagine doing this for Jalen Brunson. I know that a lot of players probably don't want to play for Mark Cuban, but if there's one owner in the NBA that players probably would rather not play for than Mark Cuban. It's James Dolan. Yeah. Um, that, that's just like, I don't, I'm not Jalen Brunson. My dad doesn't, you know, work for the Knicks and I'm not in a position to make 150 million or however much it's going to be. So I can't put myself in that headspace. but from an outsider's perspective, I don't know why he would go to New York. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I like everything to lose and nothing, I, it, really nothing he, to gain. I, I, I have, I, I've done a 180 on Brunson over the last two years. I am wrong on Brunson. But Jalen Brunson is still a low free throw garnering, non-three-point shooting point guard who's 6'3 and has fancy moves. He is he is amplified by playing with Luka. Yes, he had an incredible game against Utah, but then you look at elements of the rest of the playoffs, there are a lot of times where he didn't show. And that's okay because he's not a super duper star. So I'm just, I'm very like, I'm very confused by their whole tack where it just, and what I just said there, he's not a super duper star is why a lot of Mavericks fans are uncomfortable paying him this much money. But I've just gotten to the point where I just don't care. Hey, if you, I'd rather give Brunson 33 million a year than Chris. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, there's something to it where it's just, it's like, guys, like you let Brunson go. You're basically signing yourself off to Luca being pissed off for two and a half years. Right. I don't know how to tell people that, you know? Like you said, I mean, there's nothing to gain from letting him walk. They're going to go into the luxury tax anyway. I think if they let him walk, it's just further proof that Cuban is the chief owner that a lot of fans have been uh, saying that he is for a long time now. Um, But I don't – I'm optimistic. I don't think that's going to happen. And um, I'll let other people talk, but I'm looking forward to Summer League, like Christian said. And, um, yeah, a successful night, I think. Low risk move, and uh, I feel good about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Christian delighted. Wood, baby, Christian Wood. I'm delighted. There's just like, like this is such a like. If the Mavericks bring back the same guys, let's say they bring back Brunson, I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling nice about all this. But thanks for joining us, Grayson. We'll talk soon. Um, coming up next, Shishi, how you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> Didn't think Excellent. I would get the speak um no i always try to get you up here one time you i got you in the grocery store that was one of my one of my favorite I know, uh, that shows. Was a, yeah <laughs> and i tried to uh walk away but i don't know it was, a, it was a very weird situation i had people staring at me um but anyway no i just wanted to get up and say um just for a brief bit yeah i'm kind of like you on the situation of brunson i'm definitely hoping the Mavs can bring him back. Um, I think he was the second leading scorer, right? Playoffs. Um, yeah, I just I don't think that it makes any sense whatsoever to allow the second leader scorer to walk off um, when you just went to uh, the Western Conference Finals. It just it doesn't necessarily make any sense for me. I don't really care if we have to pay Brunson to max, um, whatever it takes to bring him back. And hopefully we can build on the foundation, those building blocks that were put in place uh, last year. Uh, You know, there needs to be some form of continuity there in order for the Mavs to have, um, you know, just some realistic success, especially with the West 
just getting much, much tougher um, over these next couple of seasons. So ultimately, that's my goal. I'm hoping that we can um, bring Brunson back in. Um, I would feel just a lot more confident about the Mavs prospects if we get Brunson back. If he walks, if he goes to the Knicks, I just I don't know what this team is going to look like. Um, there are just too many unknown variables. There. All the scorched earth if he goes to the Knicks. I'm just putting that out in everyone because it's like you had the opportunity to sign the guy for four for 55, and if he walks for four for 120, that's a massive miscalculation. New front office mistakes are an old front office. Don't care. Like there's, there's no, if, if this, if this is a walking situation where if, if he leaves the Mavericks high and dry, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, so yeah. <laughs> even, if it's, even if it's a sign and trade situation. Sign and trades I, are almost next to impossible because of how much money the Mavericks already have in. And, and I don't, I don't see that making the, moving the needles for moving the needle for the mouths anyway. I just, I feel like the mouths have a very, a very limited window, right? Yeah. Um, we know that a couple of years back, Luca was in a press conference, post game press conference, obviously not happy. Um, he was saying he's never felt that way before. Something needed to change. Um, obviously they traded KP this year. They ended up getting rid of Dunny Nelson, Rick Carlisle. So there were, there was definitely a lot of, a lot of changes that took place. Um, but I do feel like Brunton being here, building on what the Mavs were able to accomplish last year is just going to go, um, a much longer way towards making that superstar happy. Um, and ultimately, that should that should be the goal. Um, but anyway, that's that's all I had to say. I don't know if you've heard anything else from. I don't know if you got context. <laughs> no, well, it's funny you say that. I actually hear a fair amount. I don't ever report because it's not my deal because there's no value in it to me. Because like all I'm all I'm gonna be is wrong. Sometimes I'll share some stuff after the fact. I've heard some hilarious stuff like doomsday stuff like at least for me but i also know where it just you know it's just it's weird like there's no value for jake fisher saying the that that jalen brunson is telling his teammates that this is a done deal if he's wrong about that and jake is my friend i've known him for like 10 years then i'm gonna have to i'm like i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him after the season like how could you say that if that's not the case i'm just gonna ask like but right now, I, I still feel very confident is where I am um, with, with the offseason. Yeah, Brad Townsend said that he sounded the Mavs are not in panic mode. No. Um, whatsoever. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so that was – I just – it's just we went from being real confident, league-wide sources that Jalen Brunson was going to re-sign to the Mavs to – now the Knicks band legitimate threats and <laughs> so much changes within like a matter of like two days. Um, Mark Stein was literally in a green room or Spotify live just saying that um, the mouths were that Brunson Lee Watt source. He was still saying actually that Lee Watt sources were saying that Brunson was going to resign with the Mavs. And then like a day or so after that, he was writing an article saying that I guess Knicks were legitimate threats to prevail. Um, but anyway, hopefully that's just a increase. I'm hoping that it's just a tactic to increase, um, uh, Brunton's value and get the Mavs to sign him to a 121, right. whatever. So deal. Right. Anyway, that's, that's it for me. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for coming up. Talk soon. Uh, thanks. Okay. Let's try my man, DJ. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Kirk? Well, just uh, just just making it through the evening. How about you? I'm doing good. Um, I actually feel pretty good about everything. Um, I'm not that concerned about losing Jalen Brunson simply because of the fact that he said himself that um, winning means a lot to him. So I don't see why he would go to a a team that didn't even make the playoffs this year or this year and, you know, don't seem to be going anywhere and they haven't gone anywhere in the last at least 10 years. And I don't know. It's just, you know, why would he, why would he go leave for that 
when he has Luca here. He's got Jason Kidd here. He's got a great group of, you know, teammates around him that want him here. And, and you know, the Immaculate Vibes would just, you know, be non-existent at that point without him. So it just doesn't make sense. This is kind of where my head is. I, I just can't imagine having a new front office making a catastrophic mistake like this. I just can't see it. And, and I don't know. I'm just, you know, for as, as grumpy of a dude as I am, I, I just have a really hard time with that. So I, I tend to agree with you because, like, they're stripping the Knicks team down to the studs, and it's like, for what? Like it's it's why we were all for years and years so upset that the Mavericks were having this cap space where it's like oh we have cap space and it's like well we also don't have a very good team so who cares you exactly. know like if if this if this tactic never worked for us why would it work for New York yep and That's right. to come away with basically Christian Wood at least up to this point Christian Wood Jaden Hardy for only four guys who were non, you know, non-factors whatsoever and two future second round picks. Like I'm fine with that. The team ended up getting better. And once we re-sign Brunson and make whatever, you know, moves around the margin that they make, you know, I still feel good about this team. Sure. Well, Marcellus in the chat said, I believe New York is a way as a market is way more appealing destination than Dallas, which I guess I just I I I think the market stuff is overhyped by by media entities. Like you can do whatever you want from wherever you want as a professional now. Like KD was joking, he's like, I can start my own podcast. Like you're a big enough player on a on a sport like basketball. You're a top twenty five player. You can be wherever and do whatever you want. That's right, and I see both sides of it. Like the the market thing is just overhyped. I mean, players want to go where they want to go. Yep. I mean, you can go to New York where it's cold and, you know, it's a big market, or you can go to Miami where it's always sunny and hurricanes everywhere. You know, there's there's something everywhere. But yep. a player's going to go where he wants to go, bottom yep. line. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't, like, talked about this at all yet, but the whole Kyrie Irving to Dallas thing, just I don't know about that. It's, it's put on earth to make me angry and make me argue with people who I like arguing like I love a good argument, but your I, I find your take on Kyrie Irving in the year 2022 to be a litmus test for what you think about basketball. I agree. I mean, the even just the concept of Kyrie Irving in a Mavericks uniform, you would think would be you know great. You know, he's you know one of the best ball handlers we've ever seen. He's yep. you know he's a champion. He's done it all, but the things that have come with him and things that he's left other teams on his way out the door. I'm not, I'm not here for that. Yeah. It's disappointing because it's like, you can't discuss one without the other. And then there's the fact, and I, I have some look guys, you interact with me on social media. I get a kick out of it. I love talking with people. We're all just basketball fans, but that I have to tell people that the Kyrie Irving game seven shot happened a full six Six months before Donald Trump was elected president, in 20, like that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> it was such a long time ago, and it's like, well, don't send me. To, it's like you're not sending me Barry Sanders tweets and and or you know Barry Sanders highlights and telling me he can still move like that. Like recency bias matters. Oh well, he he hung sixty on the Magic. Repeat that sentence. He hung sixty on the Magic. He also played a really good game one. Uh, against Boston and then proceeded to shit the bed in a four-game sweep. They've won one series since he's been in Brooklyn. They played fewer – I, I want to say Katie and Kyrie played like 42 games together over three seasons. That's no, insane. thank you. Rondo and Dirk played more games than them. God, I love that stat. That's incredible stat. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, that's all about I, I've got for tonight. You have a good one, Kirk. Thanks you for too, buddy. Up. Thanks so much. All right. Coming up next, let's go to Jacob, who's been waiting. How you doing, Jacob? Uh, it's a pretty, pretty boring night, I guess, when uh, all you got is a second-round pick. Better than no picks. I mean, and then there's Christian Brunson thing. I feel good about this. I'm I'm, I'm really okay. I'm, I'm grumpy about some of the particulars, but the big picture, I'm feeling good. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm chilling too, but I mean, I'm like you though. I've never, I've honestly never heard of the guy before we picked him to, for before tonight. So like, I have no idea what the potential looks like. I don't know what he. I don't even know if he was in college or in the G League. So he was in the G League, and beyond that, I think he didn't shoot the ball very well. Like, I'm in one group chat where someone's like, "Oh, he's a great shooter." I'm like, "I don't think that." You know, it, it's so difficult. Like, do you remember when we drafted Justin Anders, Anderson from the University of Virginia a thousand years ago? He had like an incredible outlier senior season of shooting. It's like when you play 30 basketball games, sometimes if you shoot the ball really well for 20 of them, it can be very misleading. So I don't know. He's young. He's 19. I, and, and I'm really surprised the Mavericks took a project, but I don't know. Maybe they, they, this front office has given, this front office has earned a little bit of the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, even though it's been frustrating for so long, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just the the main conversation obviously tonight has to be about Brunson. Uh, I mean, who knows? The, the Knicks may be just throwing everybody a curveball, and then you know then maybe they're going to go after Kyrie themselves. Yeah, I I mean I think that's in play. The, because so? that's that's a bigger home run swing, frankly. I mean, I guess the if you think about it, Kyrie's kind of the Knicks white whale. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, uh, but I just had to ask you about the whole Kyrie having the, 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 the Woj tweet that came out earlier today. I think it was Woj. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Well, well, let's take a sunny side up approach to, to the Kyrie thing because let's, let's think less about Kyrie and more. What does it mean that the Dallas Mavericks were mentioned as a potential trade destination for a guy that garners a lot of respect around the league? That was what was interesting to me, if I'm being positive, because I cannot remember the last time that happened. When was the last time you heard Dallas as, hey, we might want to go here? I mean, even when KP was getting traded, he he was not like – he picked like the Spurs and all these other players. Then all of a sudden he was just the Mavericks. So, I don't know. That's yeah. interesting to me. Darren Williams maybe, but, I mean, he didn't out, outright come out and say, you know, yeah. hey, Dallas or Brooklyn or, what, you know, whatever. But as far as like the – like. I forget the name of the last guy that was just up here. Yeah, what Kyrie brings off the court just far outweighs what he can bring on the court now. Don't get me wrong, uh, still a great basketball player, but like he's played only what 100 games the past three seasons, and yep. that's out of a possible 226. I did the math. I'm a lunatic. Yeah, that's just no. That's no. Like this is too much of a headache. I think. Yep. I, well, with that in mind, I'm sure that means he's going to be a Maverick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the KP trade came out of nowhere. I remember that day. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was so, weird. I mean, I guess, like, obviously want Jalen back, and, I'm, like, I guess it doesn't really matter how much we pay him, I guess. But uh, I, I just want to see if if not for for resigning him just to kind of – because I, I – I, the Knicks are the Knicks get on my nerves at least once every so months. Like I just don't like the Knicks. Uh, then they like destroy us one point earlier in the a uh, couple months ago when we played in New York. I don't oh know. yeah, I don't like we've beat the Knicks like like two times in the past nine. It's really maddening. Yeah, and their fan bit like the whole thing. But I mean, what they're trying to do, I mean, we tried to do it a couple times, didn't really work out for us. Now did it so. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Like there was a fa- um, former Mavs Moneyball writer, Andrew Tobolowski posted a Facebook memory from 2016 today where he shared a Tim McMahon report that the Mavericks were pursuing a uh, white side and um, gosh, what's his name? He's at Utah. Now they're the former Memphis point guard. Um, Utah now. Oh, uh, Mike Conley, Mike Conley, the Mavericks were hopeful in, in landing both of those and they were happy to let, um, our guy uh, Chandler Parsons walk. Like we've seen some dark fucking times in Mavs free agency because of because of nonsense like cap space. Because Donnie Nelson was terrible at this, paired with Cubans' inability to understand the the situation of what was happening at the time. So we're That's you know, on side. Yes, yes. I mean, we're in a good spot overall. Like we're kind of picking nits because we just got to the Western Conference Finals. So I, I don't know. I. I uh, I, it, I, I I waffle on this from moment to moment. Yeah. Well, you know, but hey, I'm kind of surprised that no one's brought up KD yet in here. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, there's uh, the, 
maybe maybe I'm just kind of talking myself into that. I'm not saying that we could possibly get KD, but I oh, mean I like the whole KD. thing with my brain is toast. Let, no, yeah, let's no, speak no, that not, shit not, no. into the, into existence. <laughs> Kevin Durant to the Mavericks. You heard it here first, based on nothing other than hope. No, I mean, hey, it's it's uh, the the uh, tweet that came out after the Kyrie thing in conjunction with yeah. Kevin Durant might you know be monitoring what Kyrie does, and I mean, hey, Katie and Luca. I mean, like, surely that's got to intrigue him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So I mean I don't have much beyond beyond that other than speaking into existence. Well, thanks so much, Jacob. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yo. All right. Coming up next, then let's go with uh, CBA Mavs. How you doing, buddy? Let's give Scott a second to come out of the chat or figure out where there he is. Yeah, I am here. Can okay. you hear me? What's up, dude? Perfect. Hey, I just wanted to come on and uh, celebrate and also get worried together, I guess. I don't know, man. This, The Knicks do dumb things all the time. So I'm not like I'm, – I'm not, I'm not thinking that they've got them for sure, but it does worry me a bit. Uh, I don't know who else they would be targeting besides no, him. But let's yeah. talk about the draft. What? That's exactly right. I mean, it's either Brunson or they're hoping for a bigger swing with Kyrie. Yeah, um, so I just wanted to give everybody a couple things I already tweeted out. One is that uh, if we're going to sign Hardy to an actual roster spot, we can only give him – the minimum and the maximum we can give him is 953000 unless we want to cut into our MLE. So any anything that you sign him for in the first year above that, or if you're trying to get him on a three-year deal, would cut into that MLE the amount of the first year of that contract. So it, <clears throat> to me, it seems like that's all we can do. Now that sets up if we gave him a two-year, two-year deal at that uh, minimum, it would uh, give us restricted free agent rights on him, and uh, we'd have early bird rights. So someone could poison pill if all of a sudden he was really good, and someone offered him like twenty million a year. We could only pay him that third year up to the early bird rights, which would probably be about fourteen million, and then the then the rest would kind of push the year to the next years for us. Um, but anyway, I I don't know. I don't think we'll use the MLE, but we'll likely just get him on a minimum deal. I heard yeah. someone say that maybe we put him on a two-way. I just don't see that happening. He's if we if we're saying like he's 19th on our board, we're not going to give him a two-way contract. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they got the roster spots. Yep, yep. And then the other thing I do want to say about Brunson, I shot you a, a direct message about it, but just you know, what is the problem with overpaying him? And to, to me, if we're going to give him a four-year deal, he's going to opt out after three years, which is 2025. I mean, well, I just – Scott, the, the problem with this is is that we have – we, meaning our fan base, you and me too, you less so because you know the math. Cuban has sold us this bill of goods one way or another for a decade. Like the Kobe, the Kobe Bryant amnesty that discussion where he was – talking to Jeff Skin Wade and just used it as a, a argument to this, like as a point. He's trying to make a point. Like, should NBA teams do this? I mean, the Golden State Warriors just spent like $350 million on their title team. And it was worth it. And so it's like, I am done, done caring about a billionaire's tax bill. I just am. And I, I know that's probably a little crass for some people because they're going to say, oh, well, what about the Mavs flexibility? Tell me if I'm wrong, Scott. I think if you have a super max player, you end up in the tax kind of by default, unless your team is awful. Yeah, uh, really, really, unless you've just like completely, like you had said about the Knicks, took it down to the studs, you'd be hard pressed. Because I mean, well, we're not going to get rid of Dorian. Um, you know, we're not going to. We we don't need to shed Reggie. Uh, that's actually a value, value deal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, oh, it quickly adds up. It quickly adds up to ninety million, a hundred million before you've gotten to even like six players. Yep. So it's tough. I mean, it's the name of the game and, and Cuban did not pay this tax from 2011. He didn't pay. He was never in the tax. He might've been over the cap, but the Mavericks were never in the tax since, since the 2011 title team, they've received payments from around the league from teams that were in the tax. Like the, uh, the rainy day, like I've been making jokes in our, in our uh, Mavs Moneyball slack that like they should have put this money in escrow and hung on to it. 
and for now. And if they don't have, you know, I don't, I don't want to criticize before something like, I, I'm just saying, if they, if they let it go for money reasons, if I hear money related reasons, when you don't have any flexibility in the tax as is, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm speaking to all the fans out there who have seen so many say, well, let them walk. You know, like to me, even if we give him the dang max for four years and he opts out after the third year, which he probably would because a 2025 spike is going to happen, then like what have we what have we lost? We haven't lost anything, but we've gained a player because in 2022, 20, oh, 2022, we're definitely not having cap space. In 2023, we're very much not having cap space. And then 2024, if we sign him for anything, we're not going to have cap space. So yep. who cares? Who literally Bingo. cares? Because – the only possible cap space is 2025 when several different things come off the books. Yeah. And so if we're going to, if we're going to give them a three plus one, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter at all. And so if anybody out there thinks, okay, let's just let them walk and then we'll get, we'll catch it next time we have cap space. It's like, Oh, okay. We're going to have cap space the same time. He's a free agent. So who, what is there, what is there to actually gain from it? I, I, I see it as man, I'm glad that Cubans came out and said in that, one thing, oh, we're going to have tax, luxury tax sale next year. And, and he was pretty confident, you know, like, hey, we're going to re-sign him. I don't know if this is actually right. Right. it or not. But let's if, if, it, if they want to sign him at 23 and it takes 28, then sign him for 28. Yep. I don't care. I don't either. I'm just okay with this. Like, it's it's where I am. It's not our money. It is it, it in any sort of misunderstanding of the fact of how we got here. Where it's like if you're unhappy with the fact that they paid Tim Haraway a lot of money, for example, because last year that was kind of part of the deal. Like they they might want to extend Maxi Kleba. Like there's elements of this where it's just they're gonna be in the tax, and I don't know how to explain that to people who have not paid attention. And it's okay to not pay attention to the salary cap. Like let me be clear here. But if you're not paying attention to the salary cap, you're gonna be really confused about why the Mavericks do and don't do stuff. It just until you're like a title contending team, you just kind of got to be in the tax. I mean, do you remember when the Mavs, but obviously you remember when the Mavs beat the heat, there was an amazing slogan about how the Mavericks were built, not bought. The Mavericks payroll was so much more expensive than the heat in 2011 because they just acquired guys via trade. Like I want to say their salary was like 30 mil, like the heat salary is like 80 million and the Mavericks was like 112. And it was anyway, it's just, it's just the nature of it. Like, like it, I would, it's, it, I, I want them to keep a happy team together. Yeah. And, and like in that time, the Mavericks to, to be fair, to be fair, let's go back a little bit and say Cuban did pay a lot of tax. I know he hasn't paid it since whatever, but if you add up all the tax bills, I think, the, I think he's still in the top six, seven, despite not having paid any for like nine years. And and back then it was uh it was wild you know we were the leader by far for a long time anyway I would just say I think who cares because look Shannon Brown I mean no, Shannon Brown Sterling Brown and Boban made five million or like six million last year on our team <laughs> okay right like we we can spare an extra five million for a player who actually means something and would be a top three player on our team the entire time and he's only twenty five he's going to play in his twenty six. 27 and 28 year the next three years. Pay him. Keep him. Who That's cares? right. I'm gone. Thanks, man. Talk soon. See ya. I'm gone. That's a great way to exit stage. Um, all right. Coming up next, let's try Krishna. Krishna, how's the audio tonight? We're going we gonna to get it to work? Yeah, it should work now. There we I, go. I, What's up? Stein. And it How worked. are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. So, you know, obviously – Interesting night, to say the least. I mean, like, I think obviously the wood trade was already a good move. I, I think, I don't know who put it. It's not no risk, it's just low risk. You gave up four guys who don't play in the rotation for a first-round pick, a late first-round pick that you probably wouldn't have hit on, no matter what it was, uh, for someone who makes 14 mil a year, could be a good asset even if he doesn't work out and isn't expiring. Like, that's solid. Like, and then I know people are confused about Jaden Hardy. Like, why do it? But he was number two in his class going into college behind Chet. Like, he has a lot of promise, 
And yeah, he didn't shoot efficiently and like, there's no hiding that, but the G League is 12 games. That's like 14% of an entire NBA season, which in the long run, like he'll have time to develop. He's 19. He has a lot of promise. The Mavs had him at like 19 on their draft board. Uh, there's a lot of like reminiscence of like Jalen Brunson, obviously not the same in terms of Brunson had way more accolades and it still makes no sense how Dante DiVincenzo went in the first round and Jalen Brunson was <laughs> a second round. It still makes no sense to me. I'll yeah. be honest. Mikel Bridges, I understand it. Dante DiVincenzo, solid player. I would take him on the Mavs, but over Jalen Brunson, I'm still confused, but yeah. And then on the Jalen Brunson thing, like, you pay him whatever he wants. Like, guess what? Salary cap does not do anything. Teams with salary cap, typically they're really bad. That's right. Like, look at all the teams with salary cap this offseason. The Pistons, right. uh, the Spurs, you, the Knicks are, are going to have salary cap. You want to be one of those teams? You want to be a team not in the playoffs? That's what the Mavs were from <laughs> 13, from 13 all the way to like 18, basically. A team with salary cap that no one wanted to play on. So you had guys like Monte Ellis, who I liked and was fine, or like Sam Dallenberg. Like, like I don't get what Mavs fans are saying, like, oh, you're overpaying. Well, guess what? The salary cap also increases, and that deal will also look better because guess who's on the Miami Heat right now, who the Mavs tried to get last year? Kyle Lowry, who makes $30 million a year. Yeah. I would say Jalen Brunson is a better player, a lot younger than Kyle Lowry right now. So I would pay – if he somehow gets $30 million, which is possible. I would pay him thirty million. Like it's it. right. I'm there with you on that. I mean, much the in the long run, and, and yeah, it's it's just you're worrying about something that wouldn't happen. Like we're, we've been in the Nick situation before, where you just dump all this cap for one person. The problem is team NBA teams are not one player. Like everyone can say during the postseason that it was Luca and a bunch of nobodies, but you needed guys like Dory Finney Smith. And Maxi and Reggie, and to some extent Dwight Powell for chemistry and Jalen. You need a Jalen. You need guys like to play because unfortunately Luca can't play all five positions at all times. <laughs> so, so it's it's to me it's kind of preposterous when I hear people say like, oh, just let him walk or like sign and trade. When does any team win a sign and trade where they give the best player? Well, and that's Never. The, the, so you know, it's just kind of baffling to me. I hear. I mean, the the sign and trade stuff is also logistically extremely difficult. Like like CBA Mavs, who's just up here, wrote a really lengthy piece. So it's just in my head, despite the fact of being, it's like technically possible to do it. It doesn't sound likely. So I I I it, it to me this is just a fairly straightforward thing where you figure it out later. And you know. I, Draft capital, this seems to be the first draft in some time where draft capital was not quite, it wasn't like the most highly valued thing. You know, you watch what the Knicks sort of gave up to, and then you look at like the Christian Wood thing, you look at the Jeremy Grant thing, where it's, you know, Maybe in the future, draft picks like maybe we're swinging back. Around I think it's I think it's dependent, right? Like, mm-hmm. on what? What do you mean? Like, I, I think this draft also like it's not like a 2018 draft where you could argue four of the top five picks are really great players, like DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson Jr., Luca, and Trey. They're great players. Right. Like they're players that are going to be on a winning team. Uh, this draft is all potential. Like I would, you could argue Paolo Bercaro and Jabari Smith. Like they would not go top five. Oh, Maybe yeah. they would go top five in 2018. I mean, but or like even next year. I mean, the the stuff exactly of like, like the Vic, like it's the Victor Wembanyama draft with Scoot Henderson existing. And I'm not sure if if you have you seen the Thompson twins. Yes, like, they're insane. It's that's the thing, right? Like it's. Like, <laughs> I think what's interesting is like when you're a team like the Mavericks, you need to take these chances now lower in the draft, but it's like a balance because you don't have a championship team yet. Like you haven't proven you can make it to the finals and win a finals. 
but you need to build these pieces right now. Like, if you don't do anything in the draft, that's a problem. But if you do everything outside of the draft, it's a problem. And I think, I keep thinking about this quote, and it's probably not exact, but Draymond talked about it when the Mavs were facing the Warriors. And he talked about how when Nico was an executive at Nike, Nico was a guy who just took risks. He took risks no one else would take because he just had confidence in himself and he felt like, I don't really care what others are saying, but I have the confidence that this will work. And I don't know how many people, I wouldn't have gone into the season saying, Mavs are going to make the Western Conference Finals, KP is not going to be on the team, and your starting five is going to be Luka, Jalen Brunson, (laughs) Dory Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and Dwight Powell, who's going to play five minutes a game. Like, if you told any Mavs fan that, they would have called you insane. I'm I'm pretty sure. And so... I was not bullish on the team at all. I mean, I somehow picked them to win 52, 52 games, but how they won 52 <laughs> games is crazy. And they could have won more. Like, you lost games that were pretty bad. Like, Orlando, you lost games to, like, Orlando and OKC back-to-back. You probably shouldn't lose yep. those games. You could argue then you won games against, like, Boston, which were, like, insane. So that's the thing, right? And obviously, okay, everyone talks about the West is going to get better. When does the West not get better? Like, we say that every single year. The yeah. West is going to get better. And the thing is, every the, it's always going to be competitive. Like, I don't ever think it's not going to be competitive in a conference. But it, it's, like you said, when you have a guy like Luca, who's a potential top five player, an MVP candidate, you, you can't relax. This is not, like, you can't compare it to Dirk in some ways because Dirk in his early years, was not this good. Dirk was yeah. not MVP level in like no, 2001, was, 2002. His, he, he was Luca has been team. MVP level arguably since like two years ago. He was and so Dirk, Dirk was third team All NBA, and only because of a late rush, his third season. Like nothing like Luca. So sorry to cut you off, buddy. Didn't mean to. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, so, no, I mean, you're right. Like, Lucas made the first team All-NBA three times in a row. That's that's what stuff Hall of Famers do in their first four years. Like, I, I don't mean to get, like, really project so far, but Lucas on a trajectory we've not seen in Mavericks history. I mean, in NBA And I think NBA. Nico gets that, you know? And I think Nico gets, like, hey, I have a guy here who is on a trajectory that – NBA history, forget Mavs, yeah, exactly, forget Mavs history. He's on a trajectory of, like, insanity, obviously, defense. But, like, you can't you can't just sit here and say, oh, we're going to clear cap space and let, you know, the guy who is really good friends with Luka and also, you know, had a bunch of points and basically carried us while Luka was out. You know, we're just going to let him walk to a team that's bad. You know, all this to say, solid night. Rumors are rumors. I mean, there was rumors that... DeAndre Jordan was going fast, and then he signed with the Clippers. Like, until eyes are dotted and things are signed, I'm not going to, like, put all my baskets in this fact that the Knicks are somehow getting Jalen Brunson. Like, it's doesn't mean anything, if we're being honest. I hear you. Well, thanks for hanging out tonight. Sorry, that. No, Thank no. you. It was a long spiel. I know. I'm sure everyone in the discussion is like, what is wrong no, with this guy? great. This is great. Thanks for much. Thanks for, um, I'm sorry we couldn't get you up last time. I'm glad the internet worked out tonight. Talk soon, okay? All right. Let's go with uh, my man Wiley who's been waiting a while. What's up? Wiley, are we still there? Give him just a second. Yeah, like Shaq's kid signing with the Lakers is great stuff. There is a 10-day contract out there for uh, the, the not 10-day, a um, Exhibit 10 contract from a big man named Marcus Bingham. Hello. Hey, there we are. What's going on? Wiley, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How you are you me? doing? I can. Just uh, trying to stay quiet with the baby oh. in the room. So. Hey, this is a true, <laughs> true Mavs fan. I appreciate this. What, what can we do for you tonight? What are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, the draft went okay, you know, all things considered. If you look at the uh, the Christian Wood move 
as part of the draft. We uh, traded down from 26 to 37, got a starting center, and then got a high upside, you know, young player to, you know, maybe play a little bit this year, probably play a little bit more in the next year or two. Hope so, but we'll see. Yeah, re signed Brunson. Um, I agree with you. I don't think there's any way they let him go. If they do, you know, poverty franchise, I guess. <laughs> like, like, what else are you supposed to do at that point? I, I think what? the Knicks might be looking at Brogdon or Kyrie, too. Like, it's obvious they're looking at Brunson, but there's a couple point guards out there that are there's trade rumors with right now. Right. I'm not sure what the Knicks are going to do. This is just, it feels like, like a mutually assured destruction thing where they're like so deep into this where they don't really have any other choice but to keep going. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to find out soon. Yeah. But uh, that's it for me. Oh, Good uh, green room so far. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for waiting so long to talk. We'll talk soon. Hope you come back. Take it easy. All right. Um, couple more folks, then we're gonna go. My man Sam, thanks for waiting so long. What's up? Oh no, yeah, you're good. Nothing much, man. So uh, I'll I'll try to make mine quick too. Uh, first of all, with that cap space, I don't I don't ever want to hear the Mavericks talk about cap space ever again because, like I've always said, whenever I come into these Spotify lives, the Miami Heat got Jimmy Butler with no cap space. So if that can happen, <laughs> fuck cap space. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> right. I don't, I don't ever want to hear nothing about Caspay, so that's first of all. Second of all, hey, if Jalen Brunson wants $30 million, give that man $30 million. You just you got to eat it because every year things change. I mean, hell, look at 2016 whenever the Warriors got Durant. The only reason they got Durant was because the cap happened to spike that year and they got lucky. And who knows what could happen two years from now. The cap's going to go up, obviously, so we know that's going to happen. So that's going to free up some type of space, I feel like. So that that's that. And third... This, this is just by my mind just thinking because I have nothing else to do in my life. Um, so a theory that I may have, which I don't think is true, but it's just a theory that I have. Let's just say they, they resign Brunson. I wanted them to draft uh, EJ Liddell if they got that second-round pick, which I was hoping they did, but they got Jalen Hardy, which I'm not, I'm not mad at. That's still cool. But he's another guard. We got guards. Where, where did Liddell end up? With the Pelicans. Ugh. Yeah, that's they're they're gonna be crazy, but um, <laughs> but my thought is I don't know if it's a possibility. Or I don't know if anybody would think about this, but do you think the Mavericks are saying okay? Because I would just assume at this point they're gonna try to get Goran Dragic in free agency, so that would be another guard. Do you think they may be considering maybe trying to trade like a Spencer Dinwiddie or Tim Hardaway Jr. for something? You know, maybe. I think they tried to move Timmy no matter what. Um, but I don't think they succeed. I will say you're re- like when you read stuff about Hardy and please correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, I'm seeing his wingspan is ridiculous. And so it, you know, you never want to play like small guys, but if, if you have a plus wingspan, you can sometimes get away with stuff. It's like how Spencer Dimway kept getting to the damn rim. So, you know, obviously he's not wing size, like six, three, six, four, but makes me wonder if, okay, you know, you, you can try some funky lineups from time to time. So I, I don't know. I, I, we, I still think the Mavericks need wing depth. Like I ran this poll on Mavs Moneyball where it's like, who do you want, bigs, wings, or guards? And it was 50% wings, 47% voted on bigs, and 3% voted on guards. And it's hilarious that the Mavericks ended up with a guard. Oh, Kevin Durant tweeted, it's all about wings. So we, we need wings. We do need so- wings. I'm such a thirsty bitch for KD. I just, I can't, I can't even head down that path. I've loved Kevin Durant since the moment I saw him play at the university of Texas. I just, I can't do it. I'll never believe anything just because I remember the the year that he did sign with golden state. I remember I woke up and I was like, what? So until I see something that's official, you know, from sounds or well, even though they were kind of like on crack tonight, I don't know what was wrong with them. But um, if I see something like that, then then we'll go down that path. But all in all, you know, we, we got Christian Wood. We got Jaden Hardy. I just hope to see him in summer league, you know, not like Josh Smith or uh, Josh, excuse me, where he didn't even play in summer league last year for God knows yep. why. So right. hopefully he plays and 
we can maybe find a diamond in the rough. Like we still got guys. I still like um I don't know why I like him, but what was that guy? Oh my god, now I forgot his name that was on the Mavericks that they picked up. Um what is his name? He was uh from the Clippers. I can't remember his name now. But um he was like a two way guy, but whatever. I can't think of his name. I can't I have no idea who you're talking about at the moment. That's okay. <laughs> I'm very tired. Yeah, yeah, they, they picked him up they picked him up late in the year and he was just on the bench with like Theo Pinson and Tim Hardaway. Oh, oh, the guy with like the seven two wingspan. Yeah, he'll. I don't think he plays. I think he he disappears into the, you know like uh, John Lovitz and the Wedding Singer when he's like he's losing his mind. Oh. That, that's that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I just think you know maybe you could find somebody and just you you just find a diamond in the rough type. Sure. Thing. So well, I don't know. That's that's all I got. Just just get ready for the free agency and get ready for summer league. That's right. Talk soon, buddy. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Uh, and for anybody that hasn't really been paying a ton of attention, if you really want to get spicy with your basketball viewing habits, Luka Doncic plays in a friendly matchup against Italy on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. I think it will be very difficult to find a stream because most of Slovenia can't even watch this game. And then next week they play World Cup qualifiers. They play one on... Thursday against Croatia, which is supposed to be just a crazy game. Like apparently the entire game sold out in less than like 45 minutes. And then they play Sweden, but that might be a couple of days after. Anyways, go ahead and uh, look for that. All right. We got one last person coming up. My man, Marcellus, what's happening? Kirk, can you hear me? I can. Thanks for joining. What's going on with you guys? tired. At, I just kind of hit a wall about 10 minutes. Well, I won't keep you up here That's too long. Okay. And I appreciate you having me off or having me on here. Um, since Sam was the last one up there, I just want to say I think Katie said in his tweet it's all about the wings. The wings play in Dallas. Katie played college in Texas at Texas, so Katie did Dallas confirm. I and, and Katie said it had a shout out for new Texas uh, recruit. I'm sorry, new Texas commit Arch Manning today. I mean, there's you know there I, I'm all I'm 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 here for it. Hey, I also love the resurfacing the um, Dwight Powell Achilles tweet too. So well, he, I love the uh, the support from all the Mass fans out well, there. He apparently follows Christian Wood on on Instagram. Like Christian Wood is like like if you want to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, there's some fun KD stuff until he gets traded to uh, the 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 Suns. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, I, I just want to speak on some of the people that uh, you brought up today. Sure. Man, I, I love the positivity with the Mass fans. Um, obviously, um, with I wish Scott was still up there, but a very Kobe moment with the Mamba out deal. But the last time we spoke um, was about draft picks, and you mentioned that you didn't want the Mass to trade away their draft picks. So um, I think that you and Christian did a great job in reiterating how we just have a just as people, we just have a thing about recency bias. Had this Christian's Wood deal happen tonight, I think we'd be over the moon with this, with that, uh, with that trade. I certainly agree. I mean, just so not to toot my own stupid horn. It was mainly because I had, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connor and Mark Stein in here. We had eighteen hundred people in here for three hours losing our shit about that like if that oh i was one of them so i remember that like we would have a good like if this is tonight we'd all be screaming it was great so yeah i'm still riding from it even though i'm a little i'm like mildly skittish about christian wood but that's neither here nor there well and and this might be a hot take but you have to think that like with us just trading a a late first round draft pick for christian wood you have to think that well that along with the the cat cap space epidemic right now um, that we drove down the price point for those third stars that are going to these poverty franchising and putting up gaudy numbers. Right. Um, I wrote down like nine takes, but I, I won't, I won't take too Keep much going. Time. I don't care. That's what no, we're No, no, no. It's, um, I, I just think that, um, going back to the Christian thing with you all talking about, uh, Christian Wood, obviously, and then you reiterating your, your place on Jalen Brunson and how you thought that should have been. I think that the media is just, I mean, and that's just in general, the media is just put in place to stir up um, controversy. So, of course, they're going to talk about the Knicks and all the moves that they're making tonight so that it makes people nervous. They're going to tune into ESPN, see what Jalen Brunson is going to do. But I think that you're right. I I was kind of skittish with paying him the amount that we probably will end up paying him 
at the end of the day. But I mean, whatever is necessary to keep him at this point, because truthfully, it really doesn't matter. I'm it's funny because the Woj stuff is starting to get a little uncomfortable because the way he reports news nowadays, Ethan Sherwood Strauss wrote this crazy long piece on Woj. Mark Stein threw something into his last newsletter where it's just like the way ESPN covers news now makes it feel like they treat the news itself as a commodity to be bargained for other news. And I mean, Woj was basically a fucking New York Nick cheerleader tonight. He got on TV and said True. stuff. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, hey, like there's like implicit East Coast bias, which happens where it's like you're watching and they're like, oh, can Gian- is Giannis going to leave the Bucks for four years? And then there's what happened tonight. And I, I just pulled this up on our Mavs Moneyball Slack. Like, I want to say that, yeah, yeah, he, he, Woj is repped by CAA, I think. And like half the Knicks front office guys are CAA guys. Like it's like a, it's a conflict of interest. Like the, the, I, it is what it is. You just kind of go with it, but it's, it, it drove me nuts a little bit tonight. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Going into our draft pick with, with Jaden Hardy. I mean, I know that they mentioned he, they reminded him of a buddy heel type. I know that we've been linked to buddy heel quite a bit. Everybody says that they see him in Dallas. I feel like he, he works out. My boy's seen him in Dallas at least twice, and I feel like he works out here every single summer. He does. But when I see him, I, I mean, I immediately thought of Tim Hardaway Jr., and I know that you all mentioned it a little bit earlier. You would have to think that, I mean, this has to lead to them at least attempting to move Tim Hardaway Jr., and I know that they did try before the, the injury uh, last year, but, I mean, you would have to think that this is reiterating that point, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, just as I mean, you know, as Mavs fans, obviously we, myself included, we kind of just hang on to your word and other people's words, just being reporters and having sources and very close with the organization on where you think that the organization is going to go next. So um, I just didn't know if you you could kind of reiterate where you see the Mavericks moving. And I wish Scott was still up here as well that so that he can explain kind of where the Maverick could move. But yeah. where you see the Mavericks moving for the rest of this summer, like what are what are some realistic opportunities for us? Well, a lot of it hinges on the Brunson thing, because it, I, I think that'll set the tone. But for the short term, I think we all owe we owe. Oh, it's not the right word. I think the Mavericks have earned a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that I was sit, like. The Donnie Nelson shit, I was done with that stuff by the end of 2016. And when I kept hearing nonsense about the brain trust and yada, 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 whatever marketing lines they fed to the people who were most willing to regurgitate them. Now I feel like you get to the Western Conference Finals, you just, like, you've earned it. And so the short term is I, I feel very good about where they're going. If they lose Jalen Brunson, I'm going to have to reassess that. I'm going to be very <laughs> frustrated by it, but I don't. You and me both. Yeah, but I don't want to kill them too much because it's like it hasn't happened yet. And until it happens or if it happens or if it doesn't happen, there's no like I've been really pissy on this podcast. And I don't mean to be, but it's just like it revs me up because it's like you could have had them for 455. It is what it is. But I, I think that that we should all kind of feel very happy about where they are until they give us a reason to say that they're not like you lose Jalen Brunson, then maybe we talk about, you know, sending Luca on a man mission to Mars for a year and figure out how to get women Yana. I don't know. Um, but the money wise stuff, Scott, Scott talked about that a little bit. They're not going to have a lot of options while you have um, Luca on a max deal. You're probably never going to have cap space again. Uh, it's okay. You, they, they'll figure out a way around it. That's what we pay these guys for. I mean, Nico's a relationship guy. Michael Finley knows. Uh, a lot of the business side of it, he's learned for years. And then they brought in that former Brooklyn Nets cap guy. So it's just, I, I, I couldn't, I have zero reason to question what's going on right now. I agree. I, and I think you, you can't lose Brunson at this point. Um, and I think that you kind of spoke on that a little bit earlier, but I appreciate you having me up. Um, obviously all the mass fans, Krishna with the power of positivity, um, but uh, thanks so much for your time. And obviously, Scott, with the Mamba out moment. There. That was great. That was outstanding. Yeah, uh, that was super dope. <laughs>
So, no, thanks for your time, Kirk. I appreciate it. Yeah, talk soon, man. All right. Um, I know that there are two hardy pieces up on MavsMoneyBall.com. Josh Bo, I think, is lurking and listening to this podcast. He's been grinding and doing editing. I'm going to have Luke Askew on tomorrow, who had some Jaden Hardy thoughts, uh, but had to go to bed because he has to take someone to the airport early in the morning. So he and I will probably record tomorrow. That'll come tomorrow afternoon if I'm able to get it up. This will go up on your podcast feed as short as we can. And then uh, next week, it's kind of the countdown to free agency where I need to get some of the dates and stuff correct. But if I'm looking at my calendar here, I think that at around 6 p.m. Eastern on June 30th is when we can kind of start getting like legal reports of what's happening when. So a lot of this Brunson stuff is going to clear itself up pretty soon. Okay, guys, it's been Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. This has been Mavs Party. We're all real excited. Everybody be good. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, and we will all talk soon.